Hi, and welcome to Sexploration with Monica. Today, I'm so excited to have Scrumbly Coldwin in the house. So excited to have you here. So looking forward to your next exciting show, The Coquettes Res-er-rection. Heavy emphasis on the erection. <laughs> erection, except erection. <laughs> okay, and then also Dan Karkowska is with us. And as always and ever, my token straight guy, Paul Brumbaugh with the Edge of Insanity. We're here at Edge of Insanity Studios. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here, Monica. I appreciate <laughs> you. I was waiting for everybody to jump in. Yeah, Thanks. no worries. So let's get started. This is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is sexploration. Explore. Play. This is Sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. For people who have never heard of the Coquettes, what are the Coquettes? The actual formal group disbanded in October of uh, 1972. So we were only active for about nine to three years. And also the Angels of Light and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They're all kind of like a related groups. Yeah, a bit later. Mm -hmm. the Angels, Angels came their first show was a year after the Coquettes' first show. Mm -hmm. and Overlapping into two groups. And you were at the Palace Theater in North Beach. Palace. Let's go back to the palace. Oh, you remember the song? Oh my god. I was singing along in the at the reunion, you know, with all the fabulous coquettes and oh it was so wonderful to see and the energy in the room. You could just crackle. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was a very unusual and wonderful time. So, so tell we're me. We're trying to keep that alive now. And, yeah. Uh, we call what, whatever group we have together, as long as there's at least one coquette, it's called the coquette. Oh, awesome. Okay. And so tell me more about the current venue and the show that will begin on next weekend. Next weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday next weekend is at Oasis. Mm -hmm. Famous. Yeah. Drag shows, famous for outrageous shows, for Darcy Drollinger. Oh, um, yeah. Um, he's the owner and the, uh, the manager, although there's other people involved. It's his uh, leadership that made the Oasis happen. It's always great to have a good venue, especially in this town. Custom built that theater stage, it's a small theater stage, it's gorgeous, it's got the old-fashioned trip lights that go around the... Mm. Oh, it'll be such a fun show. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a, just amazing. There's a bar at the back, there's tables where people can sit, so it's like cabaret. Excellent. Not formal theatrical seating. Mm -hmm. Runway where you can come down. Oh, good. <laughs> That'll be really... Coming in handy later. That'll come in handy. Hmm. Some of the performers, um, maybe I, I met a few of the performers last time. I The crew was so um, 
lascivious and fabulous. Let's see. Well, we have Noah Hayden. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also helping us a lot on the direction and so forth and choreography. We have uh, Bonnie Tuval. Oh, Bonnie! Yay! And, uh, she's a very sex positive bartender. Yeah. Over bartender. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, She's she's just wonderful. She's very versatile. She also helps on the on the movement the choreography. Yeah. Uh, we have Kitten on the Keys. Oh yay! Kitten on the Keys. Woo! One of a kind. Totally. Yeah. Oh my God, she's so good. And Kitten. And uh, Birdie Bob Watch. Oh, excellent. Yes, of course. Bob. I wish oh. he could come today. He was unable. Thanks. Yeah. Birdie Bob guides all the, uh, so many of the decisions about, uh, you know, show order and uh, when we have to adapt a song for for this particular edition. Sure. Uh, and this particular edition is, of course, about the about spring, the rights of spring and resurrection. <laughs> um, let's see who else is in it. We have a couple of new people, Matt Bracco. Uh huh. Just an amazing six foot five amazing singer with a huge, powerful voice. Fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's Sunshine, Dan can talk, tell you about. There's um, Steven Satiricon, who's also pretty famous. Nice. Uh, been the hunky, he's been the Hunky Jesus. Oh, before. Hunky Jesus. Oh, that's, that's really a, coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, in fact, I'm gonna yeah. looking forward to that show uh, in Dolores Park, Hunky Dolores Jesus. Park. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll and be there as Mary. well. Right. Yeah, yeah, the Cockettes are performing that night. That Sweet. too. Good. So, so do we leave it now? Oh, Carl with records. Can't forget Carl with records. Excellent. Excellent. And let me just. Please don't anybody out. I've got to look at my list. <laughs> well, there's uh, Christian Heppenstall. Uh -huh. Oh, Christian. Who has a part playing our our, our our very imperious director character. Yeah. So anybody that knows Christian knows that he's perfect for it. Excellent. So you're really having fun reenacting the Coquettes musicals, and luckily you're able to just keep the spirit going in San Francisco because I have been a little concerned that with all the changes and the pandemic and the gentrification that San Francisco is getting less queer and less freaky and I really appreciate that you guys are keeping the freaky in Frisco. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's really important to keep that sense of theater and community and being weird and being your authentic self, like being whatever you feel like being that day, you know, wearing um, what clothes, gender you ever choose. I mean, it, it, everything is fluid in the coquettes, you know, just depending on your mood. And, you know, the glitter beards, all that stuff is just so lovely to, to stay here in San Francisco. 
I mean, it's a part of the legend of San Francisco. I mean, you know, before before the coquettes came on the scene, drag was just men trying to look like ladies. They were looking like Diana Ross, or they were looking like you know Miss America. Right. And when the coquettes came, they 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 blended sexuality together, and they were doing gender fuck or gender bending way before that was even a concept. They were just doing it. Like you said again, the glitter beards. That Mm -hmm. is all the stuff that. Coquettes started that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see what's going on now with RuPaul's Drag Race and everything. Mm-hmm. But it was the Coquettes way back in 1969 that began that trip we've been on for so long. Yeah, and they really influenced, you know, even ACDC and those, you know, hair bands. Like, that, all that wah way of looking. Exactly. So much influence in our culture that now a lot of people that aren't, you know, maybe if you're from outside the country, maybe you've never heard of the Cockettes, and I'm so happy that we keep introducing them to you again, because the different shows, you know, Pearls Over Shanghai, and Res Erection, and all the different new shows, really lovely. So excited to that it's still going. Well, you know, when I took when when I started producing the shows with with Scrumbly for the for the 2020 show, and we came out of COVID because you know that year we were going to do you yeah. know show 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 and that didn't yeah. happen. But coming out of it, when what we discovered was uh, was that well, I knew. I mean, you, you go to those concert uh, those shows, and the shows are great. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's the the music is so good too. So many times you see a good movie in the or a musical, and the songs don't really stick with you or anything. And you go see. Um. Pearls yeah. over Shanghai, you go see Hot Greeks or something, and you come oh, out and yeah, you're humming Greeks. the songs for mm-hmm. days. Totally. And that's just that just says something so about catchy. the amazing ability Scrumbling has mm-hmm. in writing his songs with all the different people he's worked with. So the idea has been since 2020 is to take those songs out of the movie the shows they were in, taking away the context from mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. and leaving the song to stand by itself the way you would listen to a Cole Porter song or Irving, Irving Berlin song. Mm-hmm. You listen to a Scrumbly Coldman song. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're doing. And so this certain iteration <laughs> is we're much more going into the world of cabaret. And the song about the crabs. <laughs> Grab on your anus means your love. So hilarious. Yes. And those oh, stand on their own. Like they don't scary. need to be in a show with all these they other don't. characters. They can stand up on their own, and I think right. that's what's so important. And that's be. one of the things that is my goal is to push Scrumbly's music out to the forefront to tell everybody, look at, listen to this music. Cole Porter wished he could have written lyrics like this way back then, but he had to hide everything because <laughs> society wasn't it was different. Right, because he couldn't say there's a crab on your anus. <laughs> exactly, and you know he wanted to, and he probably did in his private life uh... many times. But so uh, you know, that's the one of the things that I think is great. You know, and and really the exciting thing, you know, that you know, this show coming up at Oasis is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Scrumbly wrote new songs. We talked about Ken Russell's The Devils. We talked about all kinds of crazy. So we, Scrumbly, Scrumbly has been putting together a phasma, phantasmagorical show. We have some really fun funny moments and then lots of other touching spots. The, the, the cast is so talented they're so good at at, 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 at the, doing these songs and you know what's great is is after we finish this show we're going to New York oh, how and exciting. we're scheduled we're scheduled to be at uh, Joe's pub oh, in awesome. New York City on September 9th so uh, you'll be hearing from us and all our fundraising capabilities yeah! in the, in, in the <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me in the, in, the, in the coming weeks because we got to raise money for a whole pass on the people yeah, to go to New York and back. Yeah, but awesome. Think of that. All of a sudden, Scrumbly's music is going to be in front of all those Broadway people. Oh, wonderful. For them to yeah. absorb. And next thing you know, you're going to have Crab on Uranus uh, uh, on Broadway. Yeah. 
Yay! You know? That's what exact. That's exactly what the world needs now. Well, I'm just hoping we can take it out other places. I would love to take the Cockettes music and educate people at Far Island or mm-hmm. P Town, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sydney Pride, London Pride, all these Pride events. But you know, those just me. I dream all the time. I come up with these ideas. Yeah. That's why I'm a producer. I do these things. Right, and that <laughs> oh, something about pedals and Petaluma. Pedals and Petaluma, which yeah. will be performed in the show. Exactly. Yeah, I love these songs. Do you have a song ready for for us to hear today, Scrambly? Oh my, let's see. Mm-hmm. I sing, I don't know. Oh, I can sing the perfect banana a little bit. Okay, great. Do you want the whole rendition or do you want just a taste? Um, how much do you have in terms of minutes? I think I could do a good three minutes. Three minutes? Two minutes. Okay, that's perfect. Bring it on, Scrumbly Coldwind. I can't wait to hear your banana stylings. And it, it's kind of a. Mm-hmm. Okay. Play, yeah, clearly, but you're doing a great job. But you can't just take the whole lunch. I always think and choose for my lunch something that is cute. And when you give it a squeeze, it looks like it wants to be licked. A perfect banana is somewhere I go. It's the perfect banana with grow. Oh, <laughs> 
with your song stylings. It was such a pleasure. And plenty of double on top. Oh, so lovely. And I just, you know, wish I had my Copacabana outfit. You know, the... Mm, the oh, well, watch out, we'll stick in the next show. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> Any, yes, anytime. Any I'm totally a yes. Oh, I would Pop love to. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to mm. meet you. I, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, how bad could it be? Right. I have a lot of good. Probably drugs and sex. So. <laughs> oh, okay. And we're going to wacky outfit of some kind. Oh, excellent. I'm in. Totally yeah. in. Oh, that would I be think, so fun. I sing that in the jungle. It's really just some banana wallpaper. So I'm Tarzan, but I'm the geriatric Tarzan. I think there's sexiness available to all of us at every age. And I cover myself more with the with the leopard skin. You well, know. you know, I mean, when it's necessary, you can. It's it's best to leave something uh, to the imag imagination. Except for sometimes there's a reveal. You know, it's it's nice. It, and I am certainly sex positive. After fifty years, though, I find it hard to pretend I'm twenty seven. I don't think there's a need. I don't think there's a need. I think that. <laughs> There is beauty available at every age to all right. of us. And our yeah. sexuality, you know, gets so much more interesting and diverse as we age. Well, we don't know that because all the society pushes us toward the how young and pretty and, and skinny you are. We don't have to do it that way. When you get older, you don't realize that, like, you know, those young ones don't know what they're doing. They're pretty doing it's it. It's true. But they don't know what they're doing, but well, the older ones do. Yeah, exactly. And and there's so much, like, of a, a divide between actual sex and sexuality and just looking good. Like, it's not about what you look like. It's about how you feel and how much, in some ways, how much you can love. You know, how big your heart is. Your heart, your heart on. Your heart on. So Bruce's gerontophilia. Ooh, tell me more. Gerontophilia, it's by Bruce LaBruce, the filmmaker. Yeah. And, uh, he called it gerontophilia. Mm -hmm. In a feeling yeah, up kind of way. One step away from necrophilia. Ah, well, you know, we're all aging. But there is a heartbeat involved, so it's not quite the necro. It's it is not like so bad. No, it's all good as long as there's a pulse. <laughs> Whatever your Latin is before is. Wow. Yeah, and some of those necrophilias are just pretending, and mm -hmm. that makes it okay. Well, Toronto Deals are a really good movie. Bruce Bruce is a really interesting filmmaker. Mm -hmm. uh, I like his stuff. It's always kind of borderline on porn as well. He kind of rocks that. That line, he's even made some stuff that was more porn than it was feature film. But with Rodophilia, it's about a man in a, what's it, I believe he's in a, a, a old folks' home or something, and he ends up having the, an affair with a boy that works there who's like oh. in his like 20s or something sure. like that. But it's an actual, it's not treated as being sensationalistic, it's real. I mean, these two yeah. humans had this interaction, and in reality, I mean, as I've grown older, I have relations with people that are younger than me, and you know, they're, they're not that, they're not any different. You think. Because you're older and younger, there's all this kind of like, you know, there's, there's not people are people. And, truly, people are people. And, and exchanging when people need certain things and the person's there to supply that, that mm -hmm. that's what we need as humans. Totally. And then there's always the, you know, cougars and all that thing. And that's actually, 
I think a great part of our culture as we start to become more inclusive and mm -hmm. not to like say, oh, you know, just because you're over blah, blah, blah age, you aren't sexy anymore because, oh my gosh, there yeah. are so many ridiculously sexy people over the age of 50 and 60 and 70. And I mean, Dossie Easton, for instance. Mm -hmm. oh, her. So I just, you know, really think sexiness, you know, take it with you all the way into the grave because there's so much juicy goodness for us to experience. You know, you have this body and you might as well enjoy it exactly. until the end and you, it, it doesn't really matter what anybody else has to say because it's your body totally. and, it's your, and it's your voyage. Yeah, and if people love the way you look, then that's fabulous and you don't have to be ashamed of how you look. I, I think that... Not at all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've actually needed you to say that. I needed someone to say that all day. So thank you. I appreciate it. Fly, Paul. Okay, it's flying, girl. It's flying. We're here for. And the cockettes are just the perfect way to like celebrate authenticity. And and look at our casting. I mean, Scrumbly's in the show. Carl's in the show. They both date back to the late '60s, early '70s. And of course, we're not going to get into the ages of all the people in the cast because I can get trouble. But I mean, it's a, it's it goes all the way from like mid, to, you know, you know, the twenties all the way up into the, you know, eight, eleven years, and we what a great group, what a great troop to have around, and 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 the value of everybody that's involved. Absolutely, it's so important, and I love the way you are traveling and supporting sex positive culture around the country. Uh, are you thinking of taking the cockettes around the world? She well, if, if, if I raise the money, sure. Yeah. All right. You know, so welcome. Let's get that Kickstarter going. Right let's get now. that Kickstarter going right now. All right. I would so like to do that. Well, there will be one. Trust me on that. I mean, you something know. like in Paris or something. Exactly. At the Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Oh, wouldn't that be so good? Well, you know, just dream any which way. But I mean, you know, the important thing is just to get. For me, it's just getting out there and creating shows and, yeah. and, and spreading the word. And I've been so lucky to 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 get to, you know scrubbing I've had. You have been doing this now for several years now. We have a great relationship, and I'm just so happy to be a part of it because this is the kind of stuff that I love. Right. When I first saw Pearls of Shanghai, when the Thrill Peddlers did it, I, I was like, this is San Francisco. Great. This is the San Francisco I moved the thrills here for. The shock scene, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, all that. So, so it's great to be here all these years later mm -hmm. and be working yeah. together and getting word out. You know, mm -hmm. and making it to New York in the next few months and everything. Yeah, I'm be fun. so excited that you guys are still. I've always wanted to like go on the trip road. It's gonna be like the Muppet movie, I'm sure. Yay! Yeah, I think I'll be Fozzie Bear. And looking at what Scrumbly's wearing, he can be perfect. Yay! <laughs> and and Bertie can be Miss Piggy. So Yay. what what can we look forward to next Friday? What 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 is, what's on the menu, so to speak, Dan? Well, I mean, there's a. There are a lot of, of, of the classic Cockette songs that people love. Of course, I insisted that Midnight Manhattan be, be included oh, in. That's like, Manhattan. to me, one of my all-time favorite songs. Um, and um, and then um, trying to think, of course, uh, Let Them Eat Cock, Kitten on the Oh, key. yeah. Let Them Eat that Cock. That's such a, it's, I mean, Let Them Eat Cake, but, you know, Let Them Eat this is the, these are the cockettes. Yeah. You're really getting me. I, I'm a heavy man. I'm a heavy man. I love my cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, now you're talking my, now you're talking my language, darling. 
And then, um, of course, we're going to have uh, the, 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 the banana song that we just heard. Uh, we're bringing a few songs back, I believe, from um, Tinsel Tarts and a uh, oh, Tinsel Tarts and a Hot Cola. Uh, from that. And then um, uh, and Bernie Bob Watt will do some of his signature favorites, Excellent. Lonely Little Turds, stuff like that. And then, of course, what the, was that name of the, song? the, the Lonely Little Turd. turd? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and it's all about life. Yeah, and he's sort of, it's not exactly poop fetishing, but it's a little bit like. Well, I guess it's poop nodding, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's nodding that, 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 that turds have feelings too. Oh, acknowledging that I do. I do have a feeling. I think there's probably a controversy. It's an existential poo song. Oh. <laughs> there you well, go. That was one I was looking for. The world needs more of those. Are we just tubes, you know, through, uh, you know, yeah. which is we are kind of being eat something and, and poop it, out. it out? Yes, we do do that. And, and it I, just gets washed out. Well, and the thing is, is there's so much transcendence in the middle. The more you pay attention to the different ends, like, you know, I'm so focused on doing like root chakra meditations and like moving the energy up through the chakras and you know if i could get it to go through my pineal gland etc but it's all about like we are tubes we are not just you know meat sacks we are transcendent meat sacks capable of honestly divine ecstasy and a lot of meaning and beauty and experience in between so it's so delightful that there's so much juice here that we can keep exploring and experiencing. Yeah, we see with it. Our, um, with our different shows and, you know, our different expressions, you know. I think, yeah. um, go ahead. What you're talking about is why the show is, what you're talking about is the resurrection we're talking about. So it comes to rising up that sexual energy. And just like this, <laughs> Arcade said, all energy is sexual. That's all creative energy. I mean, mm-hmm. sexual. Totally. No, all, it's absolutely it's, true. It's all prana. About, it doesn't like the song I wrote for this production uh, has a line it need not be a phallic tower. Resurrection also, uh, resurrection empowers Persephone's power. Well. Yeah. Resurrection encompasses Persephone. Persephone uh, had to, she's the origin of the sort of Greek and Greek mythology. Oh, right, the Greek goddess, right? Right, because in winter. Oh, from a hot Greek. Yeah. Rose, she uh, rose out of Hades every year, and that's when you, that's when you have spring. Right. Oh, that's right, spring. because that's the spring like rites of res. Erection. The awakening is the same thing at sexual that show about sex in Germany in the 1890s. Yeah, well, and that's what May Day is originally about. Like, right. you know, the pagans were getting down. <laughs> Things were blooming and people were feeling. Exactly. I mean, the maple isn't. I mean, they were. There was stuff going on in the maple. Divine <laughs> masculine. Right. Also, you don't have to be a 
male to have divine masculine energy, just like you don't have to be female to have feminine energy. Exactly. Or everyone else or sister. I think multi-fluid gender energy, because I think, you know, there's a lot in like, oh, what am I supposed to be? But then letting go of that, like what your gender is supposed to be, like, let's just be free and express ourselves. Be who we are. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the glitter beards are part, are, were the beginning of that res resurrection. <laughs> You're having a fun time with that word, resurrection. <laughs> it's the best so name show of the year. Yeah, so many years ago. I it, mean, 20, 30 years ago, right? The cool thing is it rolls right off your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for that. Yeah. And if we do like a sequel, we could do like a, a, a seniors episode called like the Viagra years. No, there is. And I think, you know, I do think ageism really is something to confront and uh, love. You know, like the, I think the way that people are just loving, becoming more powerful as they grow older. You know, so many, you know, women, you know, get a little hung up about, you know, being over the age of you know, oh my God, this age. And I think we should really let that go. So, I mean, we're all aging. And so why don't we just enjoy the ride? Don't believe the myth. Don't believe the myth that uh, that you're too old. Yeah, no. exactly. You're not too old to be sexy. You're not too old to have an orgasm. You're not too old to have fun, to play, to express yourself, to be super weird and dress up. So tell us about some of the costumes that we're going to see in the show. Well, you know, one of the good things also that I like about this is we're letting a lot of the a lot of the uh, different performers kind of interpret the songs that they in, in their own way and create their own look to go Ooh. with it in a way because basically it's a show full of people who you know have done lots of shows. They have very very vast closets and lots of yeah. ideas about how they present themselves yeah, totally. so except for a few certain numbers and stuff where we're going to have you know the, the the resurrection and the bunnies uh -huh. and the jesus's and all that kind of Are stuff you will see the crap you, we'll, you will see the crap oh, and you know we'll have all those definitely but uh but 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 then a lot of them are, are, are the different performers expressing themselves with the way they have it i kind of like that idea they bring a little yeah. bit, bit, bit of themselves into that song and again create the kind of the new kind of a new standard yeah and the je ne sais pas so right. keep it evolving and keep it weird. well you know you have the we're, i'm so lucky to have this this cast of such a talented talented people i mean just getting us to rehearse is next to almost impossible yeah. because everybody's doing so many shows show up somewhere so it's a privilege yeah. to be able to work with that level of talent and yeah. yeah and and the thing about it is and as a producer I've learned the best thing you can do, as you've heard it before, is get the best people and then let them interpret. Right. And they're going to bring things you never even thought about. Right. And that's what I love about about this great group we have right now. I and mean, everybody gets along really well. And, you know, it's just really, it's just a really fun, it's a really fun vibe to be around. Oh, lovely. It's magnificent. I'm yeah. so looking forward to it. But, yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm Cannot wait to see, because uh, you know, uh, one of the great things about uh, Oasis is number one, it's, it's a great place. It holds about 120 people. Venue. They have, you know, great drinks, great staff, mm -hmm. and they have really great, uh, uh, um, uh, they have this LED backstage, the back screen. 
Nice. So basically, you can take anything you want, like on a um, on a, 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 off the computer, and you can make your own back slides and yeah. movies and stuff and create yeah, them. Yeah, we have the technology. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things that Scrumbly's been working on. That's one of the things I'm excited is to see when the show takes place, all these different segues and stuff that we're going to be having oh. backdrops for each song. And as you know, that was one of those things you have to, you, have to, you know, I'm, I'm a budget conscious producer and you have to go out and spend all this money on props and everything. Yeah. Well, instead, all of a sudden you do on your computer and just put it up there. It looks fantastic. So yeah. that's one of the great ways. That way a little more money goes into our performers' pockets. Totally. I'm so looking forward. Want to see the background? Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm also looking forward to having Pat, uh, Pam Tent on the show. So that oh. she's, I hear she's a bartender. That's so cool. That's Bonnie. Oh, Bonnie, oh, Bonnie. Yeah. Ball. Pool player. She's a pool playing champion. Oh, excellent. That explains a lot. Yeah. Um, she's great. She's fantastic. And, uh, I can screen share. Yes, please do. Enable my screen share, and then I can. Oh, yeah, that's yes, I guess. Hold on, we're working on that. Yeah. So anyway, looking forward to the show. Tell oh, it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be um, March twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Oasis, which is down in Soma, right at Folsom and Eleventh. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, Darcy Drollinger has created an amazing show place. And, you know, with all these uh, uh, places to perform closing down, I mean, we just lost mm -hmm. the two piano fights. You know, oh. we did a, a, a cockette show a few months really? ago at Piano Fight um, Oakland, yeah. and we had a wonderful time there. And it's just, you know, for, for people who are trying to do things that are low, that are art, that are you know, underground art and everything, it's really tough yeah, so to, to find spaces. You know, and then you have to pay for it, too. So it's just, you know. All right. Oh, here we go. This is what we got, and we've got about a minute 30 before we go into a break, and we're going to show the Cockettes trailer, but tell us what we're looking at, Scrubbly. This is uh, this is the background for uh, the opening number. It looks kind of like Hades. Is it Hades? Oh, so scary, but it looks like people, you know, okay, do you remember Satan when he's like, stick it in, Satan? Yeah. No, it's <laughs> Oh, I think it was South Park. Oh, the South Park. Yeah. Right, exactly. And you know, it's all about butt sex, so it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I love the Hades look and it looks very um dark and brooding and ferocious, but you know, also light and oh. friendly and warm. Oh. Yeah, exactly. It is fun. And it's fun that, you know, there's going to be people crawling all around that landscape so that we can see their beauty, authenticity, and weirdness. Pretty much. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you so much for showing us that um, backdrop of Hades for Resurrection. Am I saying it right, Res? Correction. <laughs> Excellent. And having you do the banana thing was so lovely. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to a quick break and we're going to play the Coquettes trailer. So that show is coming up this weekend in San Francisco. The all singing, all dancing, all cardboard Coquettes. Ain't we delicious? Ain't we the best thing on you? 
the Cockettes came to the pound. Cruising among the streets I'm choosing. Let them eat cock. <laughs> Let them eat cock. Midnight in Manhattan. That was some those are some clips from the cockpit show we did uh, at uh, Oasis last June for the lovely Pride Month. Oh, so fabulous that we get to have San Francisco be so funky and weird because well, that's one of the reasons we moved here was to for the funky and the weird. I think that's know. why I moved here. Absolutely. I mean, it's so nice to like not have to worry about like, am I, you know. Am I being too much? Am I being too big? Am I being too... I grew up in Texas where people were kind of told not to be too much in a lot of ways, unless, totally. unless it was acceptable within the culture. So I even found that in, in, even in the gay community in Dallas, there was a lot of self-hatred mm -hmm. due to the conservatism and, and religious mm -hmm. uh, people that were there and everything. And so I moved to San Francisco and I was like, what do you mean? Everybody agrees with me for once? Great. It's yeah, awesome. So I mean, fun. as a kid growing up, the only time I ever voted for anybody that ever wanted anything was Ann Richards, uh, oh. who won governor. I mean, that was like the only, the only times because it was just, just always in the minority. I was, right. I grew up as a, uh, my, we were a liberal family, grew up in a small conservative town in East Texas. So mm -hmm. I was happy to escape. And yeah. I love my friends. And I love the food in Texas and yeah. all that stuff. But when it comes to society, you know, the hippie people can drive me, drive me crazy sometimes too, but I'd rather have that. Then yeah. the other ones who are trying to actually like do damage to me and yeah. they don't agree with or, what I'm just yeah. you know, it's that whole kind of point of view there. Exactly. Yeah, that was um a scary part of history where it was so repressed. But it's still there. Yeah. You know, I saw I know. that they're like taking over some school they're taking over some school in Houston now, the way Florida took over that school mm. too. It's just like, you know. Florida. Well, you know, once they can use that banner, save the children, they can do anything they want to do. It's a good you know, anything they can do to get out to freak people out. Well, yeah, that's what they're using to scare. Fear you know, tactics, fear yeah. Drag queens. To... Drag queens, you know, it's like, you know, and the, the coquette show is like drag queens, you know, on acid. <laughs> well, technically it was at one point. <laughs> right. And that is kind of the, that is the point of the sexual revolution. Yes. That that's why, you know, the age of Aquarius is not. I mean, in fact, the actual age of Aquarius is still it's on the way. I mean, we're almost here, but um, it's just interesting. Uh, it, it sounds like we have also a slideshow of, of different things. Yeah, absolutely. We have some photos yeah, that we took for our promo photos. We went out to, uh, what was the, uh, Scrubbly, what was the area called in Golden Gate Park? Yeah, uh, the uh, Portals of the Past. Yes, oh. the Portals of the, went to the Portals of the Past and did a photo shoot. And we had a blast. You know, everybody that was available from the cast made it. It had, it, it had been rainy for the like two days before that, but we needed to get photos out. You know, I couldn't get a photographer, so I shot it myself. And we got out to that, we got to that area. Everybody pulled up, and all of a sudden, yeah. the sun just popped out, like just, just shined upon us. And you know, I think we got everything, you know, shot in about half an hour. And they would, just, in a way, I think I ended up with some, with so many great uh, photos. 
Nine. from that. I mean, you so can really tell talk about fun. some of the things that we are seeing just for the, the um, Okay, so there's like the big group shot, which you see there's Carl Linkhart uh, on the mm -hmm. far left. And then after that is Matt Bradko. Mm -hmm. um, I've lost this picture, so I can't remember who's next. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, um, of course, are we on this picture now? Or are we on the path? Yeah, path sorry, path? I'll slow it down for you. I was just going to, if you wanted to know the name, I thought you wanted to know. I was just going to give you Matt Bradko. Then we have Sunshine, who's in the goal. Mm -hmm. Scrumbly in the middle, replete with his uh, uh, toga. Mm -hmm. We have Brady Bob Watt down there in his bunny outfit, uh, bunny outfit. The amazing and beautiful kitten on the keys. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, <laughs> Stephen Satyricon, looking much like, you know, the Wicked Witch of the of, 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 of the Coquettes in that particular <laughs> shoot. He was he's a hoot. So, yeah, we had a fun time with that. You're also seeing some old shots of the Coquettes, which are uh, some old vintage shots. You can see Scrumbly, all like long-haired and and shaggy. Uh, and uh, I think you see a picture there with Divine, Divine, you know, the legendary oh, Divine yeah, uh, dragon. The crab show. That was that was that was Divine's number. Divine was in several things, as was um, as was um, 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 Mink Stoll. Oh right. Yeah, you know, very much. John Waters is uh, very much just the, the you know uh, what John Waters is the East Coast, the Cockettes are the West Coast. So yeah, so, exactly. There you go. There's a picture, and that shows uh, Divine in the middle. Oh, Pam Tent with the ball fringe. Excellent, Pam Tent, right? Yes. Excellent. Good. And what was that? It was a super famous show, and um. I can't remember the name of this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, such a great show and so many like beautiful, crazy, delightful, fun, sexy weirdos. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite. What are the other musical numbers um, that I saw in the... So there was a, a recent or two years, three years ago, right before the pandemic, mm -hmm. you guys did a big show. Um, there was a number by that really sexy kind of cross-dressing. Oh, I bet you're talking about um, yes. I Can't Stop Wondering. Yes. Yeah, that, and, and, and that show was done by Katya Smirnoff Sky, mm. correct? Mm -hmm. And in this one, Bonnie will be singing that, Bonnie Saval. Yeah, beautiful song. We have a number of people playing that role. Doing the jaded lady that can't stop wandering. We have yeah, jaded lady. That's right. Noah, Noah played it. Memory, memory. I know, <laughs> I know. So many anyway. wonderful things to almost remember. <laughs> but yeah, of course, we, of course, jaded lady will be will be sung as well. And uh, I've heard one of my favorites. That's like particularly one of the, probably one of the more filthy songs in the whole show would be uh, too decadent for you, which is two doms and a. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, um, singing about how bored they are with all their sexual exploits, and it's completely filthy and hilarious. And, yeah, we have Matt Bradko on that one, Stephen Satyricon, and Bonnie Saval, and they're just watching them in rehearsal, and that number come to life a little more, a little because it's a difficult song. There's a lot of words, and it's pretty explicit. Right. And watch people refer to it the first time, and their eyes kind of bug out a little bit, like oh. And then <laughs> later on, now they're all acting out every scene and every nuance. And totally. It's great to watch those bloom. Well, and once you like hear that, oh, I do know that song because I recognize that tune. And then it's like a beautiful kind of, I don't know, when it just 
reminds you, like you could sing along to a lot of your Cockettes songs. Oh, I do all the time. They right. play in my head like a radio sometimes. Totally. And there was that, um, okay, so there's, he's wearing tight pants and I picture him on That would have been Diogo. Stage. Yes, exactly. Diogo, and he did and a Mick Jagger. Yes, there was yes. a Mick Jagger. Oh, and yes. he just looked so awesome. Yeah, Diogo's a fantastic performer. He was in our last couple of shows. He's mm -hmm. unable, unable to perform in this one, but oh. we send love out to you, Diogo. Yeah, Come back and play with us. Oh, it's so, it was, oh. The way you looked in that outfit was just mesmerizing. Well, yeah, there wasn't much left for the imagination. Oh, I don't need my imagination. <laughs> yeah. I, those pants were my pants back in from back in the day. Oh my gosh, that's the oh, that's the that makes it the best. Oh yeah, that was oh. an amazing night. <laughs> oh, that's so fun, and you know, thinking a little bit about you know, your work and the story of how you became like sex positive, you were, um, you know, kind of anxious and thinking maybe, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And then you ran into the coquettes. So tell us a quick little piece of that story. Uh, yeah, I guess. You I'm kind of created a lot of it. to do with my life. I didn't care. Right. Happy at that point. And Hibiscus was there, and we'd see him That's out. Right. Hibiscus. Coming over to the commune, mm -hmm. uh, the house where I lived on Bush and Baker. Ah. We'd see him in the park, and he'd be singing show tunes, Can't Help Love, and that man on mine, and getting everybody around him to dance. And, yeah. And one day he invited us to go to the palace. And so that's when I started using my uh, musical theater background. Uh, that uh, makes sense. Of course, you have musical theater background. Oh, well, you know. yeah. I, no, yeah. totally. Yeah, no, and it's so fun to sing and express yourself and to be your authentic self. Like, that's, I mean, I got into musical theater because it was a space where I could express myself, you know, and we dress up, we get to play different characters and, you know, explore different archetypes. Yeah. I just, musical theater, I think a lot of queer kids really love expressing themselves in musical theater. Like, I think that's kind of one of the things that saved my peer group mm -hmm. is because it was okay to be gay among these people that were theater kids, right? I mean, that was the most important. And then, and then we all moved to San Francisco. Right. <laughs> That's where most of them ended up. Well, the big yeah, city exactly. Or exactly, exactly. And I think that that's, you know, that's why San Francisco, like, is so seductive. San Francisco is kind of the final frontier, right, folks? San Fran Freak Show. Right. We're trying so, our best. That's <laughs> it. So it's really the, the inception of a lot of this stuff. So tell us a little bit when the show is. It's next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, March 23rd, 24th, 25th. Tickets are available at Eventbrite. You can also go to the OasisSF.com website and find it on the calendar there. Seats are 40, 50, and 60. The 60 ones will go out, will sell out first. Those are the ones that go directly around the um, walkway that comes out. All right. And uh, then show starts at 7 o'clock. I believe the doors open at 6.30. And it's going to be a great time. Now, how do we get those tickets? Eventbrite. Eventbrite. Go to Eventbrite. Eventbrite. You can also go to the Oasis SF website. 
It'll be under underneath this video that you're watching right, right. now. You'll see or that you, link. Or you can find, uh, you can go to uh, uh, Instagram, um, Cockettes are Golden, and the link is in the bio. Excellent. Well, and you can also you. follow me at DJ Dank SF on Instagram. Lovely. And Scrumbly Coldwin, thank you so much for coming on Sexploration with Monica. Dan Karkoska, thank you so much. It's oh, so, so great to, to have you on the show. And I thank you so much for singing that banana song. That was such a treat. I was just wanting to pick you and eat you. <laughs> I would love to hear another song. Because we have 10 minutes left in oh, broadcast. We, have 10, we have 10 whole minutes. Oh, I thought we had 10 seconds. Oh, I was putting, the funny thing is I'm putting my hands up and it looks like I'm saying stop instead of 10, right? Yeah, yeah okay. totally. Gotcha. Okay. So what yeah, do you got for us, Well, why don't you sing some Midnight in Manhattan? Ooh, Midnight in Manhattan. What is it? Midnight in Manhattan, moonlight in your arms. Something like that. Something like that? No, I've got an excellent recording. Ooh. Me a second, I can just play it. Okay, sure. You know, I sound so much better, and it's got the backups and everything. Oh, you know, sure. one of the first times I heard Midnight Manhattan Scrumbly sang it, they did the show where it was like Hot Drinks oh, was the first half, and then he came back afterwards and did his own little like trip through his music kind of thing. And oh. that's when I really, really realized mm -hmm. how great some of the songs were. So, yeah, no, it's so fun to sing along. Oh, and yes. I learned a little bit of the songs, you know. Like, I'm sort of like. Well, oh, they will. They will yeah. burn into your brain. I They're totally catchy. want to be a cockat. I'm totally into it. Sign me up. Any hazing, I'm into it. Okay. From the cake. I'm very into consent, also. Well, yes, of course. It's all with consent. <laughs> Consensual that's the same thing with hazing. Cockettes. I'm very into that. We all behave ourselves. <laughs> yeah. It's all about consent and well, having a good time together. And we're just happy to be back at to be back at Oasis. It's a it's a really fun venue to be at. We had a great time being in in, in Oakland. And like I said, the idea of being at Joe's Pub is just super exciting. That, yeah. That's like the premier yeah. place to be. The Broadway yeah, people are going to come down there and they're going to go, wow, oh, this cool. music's great. Yeah. It's a great way to intro it. I've had to, I've had to chase around bookings for, and this one just fell into my laps. So one of those things you that's know it's you meant to happen. It's meant to happen, right? Yeah, like, that's right. I can give it to you when you push through. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of meditating lately, and that's really my style is... Let it happen, like yes. dreaming. Mm -hmm. I can tell Scrumbly's ready. Are we? You ready, Scrumbly? Yes. Oh, there we are. Manhattan, your night is finished for me. From your sleepy music, I must fade. So let the night touch its painted cheek to mine. Midnight in Manhattan, the cocktail shakers shaking for me. Hear the neon theme, it holds a feeling of romance for us. While the chorus girls sing We'll have a penthouse rendezvous You know I can't forget it Midnight in Manhattan Moonlight in your eyes Riding all around 
the gay white city. Times Square plays its naughty games for two. I think you're rich, you think I'm pretty. The cabbie recommends a nest of love for two. Now the cocktail shakers empty. On the terrace blaze a million stars or two. You know I can't forget it. Midnight in Manhattan, moonlight in your eyes. Once we had that certain little feeling Central Park was only made for us Now another girl has found that feeling And I find that gems can buy me happiness Yet some nights I wear a midnight frown. I drink to hide that certain feeling. You know I can't forget it. Midnight in Manhattan, moonlight in your eyes. Once we had that certain little feeling Central Park was only made for us Now another girl has found that feeling And I find that gems can buy me happiness Yet some nights I wear a midnight frown. I drink to hide that certain feeling. You know I can't forget it. Midnight in Manhattan. Such a pretty song. Uh, Scrumbly, what happened when the critics criticized the the, the cockhead? Did they make somebody come and kind of comment about that song? Oh, oh, uh, well, they just did all this old material. They even did Midnight in Manhattan. Oh, they thought that one was. They, so they didn't even know that he was Scrumbly had written that song. Oh, <laughs> tired old standard. <gasps> It's not awesome because it doesn't feel good at the time, but in fact, they didn't even know how cool you were. Right. If they showed their own ignorance by that yeah. one comment alone. Yeah, that's oh, critics, they're going to be critical. That's what they that's do. what they get paid to do, and probably yeah. they're, they're, they're in a bad mood one day. You know, oops, hope so. Hope it's not your show they were going to review. Yeah, that, that whole thing was, was meant to be because uh, nobody bothered to tell anybody that the podcasts were anti rehearsal. Oh, 
anti-traditional theater. Right. Uh, and they expected those, um, all those opening night people came, uh, all those celebrities, they came to the Crockett's opening in New York. And they thought they were going to get another hair. Right. With, you know, everything real slick. And you know, the, the whole idea is anarchy. Right. Anarchy on stage. Totally. And, and the, the audience has to participate in it. But nobody educated educated the New York audience. And uh. so after we opened, and then we had a successful, you know, for a much smaller theater, we had a successful run. Oh, that's so and funny. You know, Three, four hundred people a night, which is right, 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 for a Hawkett's show. And it's so funny because I I can imagine that people really felt like, oh, you know, I they were thinking of it by their own standards, which isn't as wild and luxurious, and also unrehearsed, unplanned, and spontaneous. I think. New York kind of misses out on the spontaneity, right? And the living in the moment. I mean, that's what the Cockettes is about. It's theater in the moment, of the moment. Yeah, they they should have just put us in a smaller venue, but the producers were out to make their money, and they thought because Rex Reed gave us this rave review in San Francisco. Right. It was in a 1,200-seat theater in San Francisco that was overflowing. You know, standing room only. Right. Uh, you know, that's the way it was there. And then they gave us a three-week run. Oh, which is kind of long. Yeah. Not by New York standards. Right. If they had publicized it right and figured out what what needed to happen, sure. everything like it was a regular show. Right. Yes. And you guys just are not even regular performers. Not in the same sense. I mean, you're fantastic and fabulous and glitter beards and, you know, absolutely authentic in the moment weirdos. But I think, you know, if you're like thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be Broadway and hair and all that stuff. I mean, I can see how it would be like, yeah, actually, we do something completely different. We're going to do we're going to do something totally different. But, you know, the thing is, is time has told the tale. Yeah. You know, we're still talking about the cockettes. We're still talking about these songs. We're talking how these songs still mean something to people when they listen to them today, where, you know, a lot of those things that were probably like Critics Darlings of that era, nobody even thinks about. So, and Moonlight Manhattan exactly. actually hit. That's one of my favorite that they did not even recognize so that that And now, are we actually, how many years in? Uh, we're into like almost 55 years, 53? Years of the Cockettes. Yeah, the 2020 was 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 the was the 50th, so you know, right. 53 and counting. But you know that's great. Keep it going. Totally. No, and it's so nice to keep. Was well, nice to expose so weird. the new generation too. Exactly. You know, and it really is important to be present in the actual moment. Like, even though yes, we are you know doing show tunes and revivals and everything else, but it's you know, something that is about, you know, the present moment, the present, you know, history, yes, but also what's happening right now. And the spirit of San Francisco and the spirit that we all stand for. And it's all evolving. 
It's right. always evolving, and we have more new people coming in and out like we always do in San Francisco. <laughs> totally. But, you know, it seems some, for some reason the weirdos always seem to stay no matter what. Well, and sometimes what the flow, like what happened, I think, in the pandemic is that people got a chance to switch over. You know, like a lot of people moved out of San Francisco in the pandemic, then a lot of people could afford to move in. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's like San Francisco, there's jobs, you know, there's the Silicon Valley thing, you know, and there's a lot of really great things. And then, you know, you get to be your freaky, authentic self. And then some people, you know, don't even have any experience of, you know, being your authentic, freaky self, you know, but there's, you know, the gay community, the Tantra community, all of these presence in the moment communities and you know I think that especially with Folsom and all the different you know neighborhoods and areas there's so many ways to be your authentic self in San Francisco available to everyone and you know any of those people that are listening here and they feel that way go look up Cockettes or Golden on Instagram and follow it and become part of the movement of this way and also if you're interested in what i'm doing i also create cannabis events i also am producing shows lots of stuff coming up on the horizon i nice. mean lots of stuff i can't tell you right now but it could be big so dj dank sf at instagram you can find me on 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 facebook at dan krakowska as well but uh definitely dj dank sf at instagram and cockettes are golden again we're going to be at oasis march 23rd 24th 25th at 7 p.m tickets at eventbrite Ooh. excellent and Sprungly Coldwin, thank you so much for singing to us. And I mean, that banana song and Moonlight in Manhattan. Great. Yes. I can't wait to sing that on the way to the car. <laughs> <laughs> and now we can check out everything you do on Instagram, correct? At Scrub Bellow at Instagram. Is that correct, Scrubbly? Oh, no, no. Don't go to my Instagram. There's nothing there. Oh, no. Well, we'll still tag you. <laughs> we'll still tag you. Social media, but uh, uh, Facebook probably. You know, okay. All people just do Facebook. I know, but <laughs> it, it is less anxiety producing to do um, Instagram. You know, because <laughs> when you're on Facebook, sometimes it gets a little... But you know, yeah, you, you can get, definitely you compare yourself to other people. It's exactly, but you can find people on Facebook. So that's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for having an Instagram page so that we could tag you. It's nice to be able to do that. And thank you for allowing me to tag you. Well, my pleasure. Anytime. I love being tagged. Indeed. I'll, I'll tag you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much, both of you, for coming on Sex well, thanks for having us with Monica. We love to we love to sex explore with you, Monica. Yeah, let's explore some more. I'm seriously. <laughs> I'm. I don't. If there's an audition, I'm. Okay. Ready. I'm okay. ready to to do the audition. Okay. And um, Paul Brumbaugh, thank you so much yes, for this beautiful you. studio here in downtown San Fran Freak Show. Thank you for having me here. Actually, I'm so glad to hanging out with you guys on a Friday. I can't wait till next week's show. Thank you again for having me along for the ride, folks. This is Exploration with Monica. Thanks for listening. 